Welcome one, welcome all, welcome to the Bricks in the Wall. I am your host, Juan, aka Truth in Media. And today, it's going to be just me and Drew. We were supposed to have Chris and Pete, our old buddies back, but Pete bailed on us. I think he's getting it in right now, hopefully. And Chris never answered. I don't know what's going on with him, but anyways, it's just going to be me and my buddy Chris today. Um, We don't have a a topic on this one, uh, but we're going to do a free-form podcast today. Um, I just want to invite y'all to be a fly on the wall to see the cool kinds of conversations you can have when you're with like-minded people who are interested in the truth. I have a hard time doing small talk, small talk with coworkers at, at my job. I don't want to talk about work or the weather or how we can't wait to get out of work. That's mainly what all my coworkers talk about. Like, oh, I can't wait to get out of here. As soon as they come in at work, I'm like, oh, shit, come on, man. You're here to work. But um, I don't want to talk at work about the weather. I don't want to talk about how we can't get out of work. I want to talk about psychedelics, life after death, real magic, and how the ancients built and cut these amazing monolithic sites. Um, I had this meme in mind when I was writing this up of a, is this meme I saw a while back about these guys, they have lemonade-like stands and they have, they're selling things, right? And one of them, the banner says unpleasant truths and the other one says comforting lies. And the guy with the unpleasant lies has a super long line of people waiting to, to get some of those lies, a line around the corner, while the guy that has a banner for truth, he has nobody there. And to me, this is very reminiscent of how people behave in life. They don't want the truth because it is dark and usually goes a bit against what people want to believe in. That's why I love Drew, Chris, and Pete. You know, they're these guys who want to face the truth no matter what. And um, uh, trust me, it can get pretty dark. Sometimes there's rabbit holes that I don't want to go down, but I feel that it's my duty. You know, sort of like the shamans, you know, these are the people on the fringes, on the outskirts of society, separate and alone, exploring the unknown. You know, they take psychedelics or medicinal plants to Mm -hmm. see the mystical and the mysterious. I really love psychedelics because I feel that they are the catalyst to get people to start questioning and to to really see reality as it is without all these preconceived notions and ideals that have been implanted in them. What we are in our life is basically prepackaged ideas. Very few people in life come up with their own ideas and really think and examine Mm -hmm. what's going on in their life, you know. That's why, like, Drew and and Pete and Chris, you know, they'll come at me and ask me things that I never really thought of, but they get my mind to start working, you know, and this is what I feel we need. A lot of people are in this passive zombie-like state, you know, they're just going to work, going home, going through the routine, going through the movements, and they don't really examine or question or try to see what is, what are we doing here? You know, like, the basic questions in life for me, like, are like, what are we doing here? How did we get here? Where are we going? And what's the purpose? And nobody has answers to these questions. That's why, I don't know if religions were created to satisfy these answers, but these are the answers that I feel everyone should be thinking about constant, not constantly, but often, you know. What are we doing here on this earth? Is and, it- and, and maybe religion was created to sugarcoat the answers too, like, so we can't find the real answers, you know. <laughs> What do you think? Like how? Like what do you think, Drew? I mean, just the the different types of religions out there, bro. The labels and you're either this or that, mm-hmm. or uh, you're Western or Eastern or non-denominational, or you're Baptist or you're this or you're Buddhist or you know. There's many labels and out out there, but I feel like all of these religions are trying to find that one mystical truth. Mm-hmm. And there's different sugar coats, different labels and camouflages they put on there. You true, know, true. Mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I always think about that too. When I was little, I would always wonder, why are there all these religions? If there was a real sure God, exactly. wouldn't there be like a universal thing? But then I start thinking, that's the one world religion. I don't know. All of this stuff can get pretty, pretty... Um, confusing and there's no sure answers that that's the tricky thing about this thing too is like you can go around questioning and questioning and wondering but you don't ever really get down to anything because there's no for sure answers and that actually reminds me of this video of this guy that i i found it's very strange story and he's going to be a guest on our show um i was on the snapchat feature there's a feature on snapchat if you swipe left twice wink wink you have this um it's like a map. It shows you a map of the whole world. And you can click around different map areas of the map, and you'll get snaps 
snap stories from those people around the world. It's, it's very cool. It's like you have God's eye, and you can go and peer into different people's lives. And I like to do that. I like to go to Germany, to Scotland. But lately, I've been using this tool to go around the world and see if I can catch glimpses of what's going on in regards to this whole pandemic that's going on. Whenever there was a lot of protest in uh, Poland and Amsterdam against the restrictions and the mandates, I would go in this feature and, and click on, on Amsterdam. And a lot of them is just like people shopping and putting their random snaps, but you would actually catch glimpses of people protesting. And, you know, you don't see this in the news, really. And But I also have noticed that they've been censoring this, I think. I don't know if they have algorithms or what, but I feel like they have something that's blocking the access to these videos because it's very hard to see. Um, so what I was doing, I was trying to see what was going down in Ottawa. I don't know if you guys know, but there's a whole giant protest and movement um, pushing back against these whole, this, all these restrictions. It started with truckers. Um, they had a whole bunch of convoys of people come to, to just protest, and it turned out to be like 50,000 truckers came into the city, Ottawa, to protest. And it's a very huge thing, and I don't know why it's not, it's not getting any coverage. But um, the one thing that makes me feel like this might be genuine is because the Facebook page for this convoy, the, I think it was called the Convoy in Ottawa, it got taken down. And I think it had reached like hundreds of thousands of followers. So, so what I was doing... Is, is I was going through this Snapchat feature, looking through Ottawa, and I found this one guy. His name is Mr. Islam on Snapchat, but he's very interesting because he reminds me of another guy I met online that I'm really good friends with now, actually. And he's also very mystical and into crystals and looking within and, and growing. And I started following this guy, and I sent him a message, and he's pretty big. I said, hey, what's up, brother? I mean, uh, I see me and you have a lot of similar ideals. And um, he messaged me back later, and um, we had a little conversation going, and he's going to be a guest. But I was, going, I was make, typing up some questions or a, a little program we can do when we have him on. And I was going through his videos, and there's one video in particular that, that spoke to me because, like Drew was saying, like, we're always trying to find these answers. And we can waste a lot of time doing this, and I feel like <sighs> you have to know how to tread this, this space because sometimes you do end up going... <clears throat> down rabbit holes for no reason, or you can be going down rabbit holes that are made for a reason. Like Drew always says, that there's probably people out there purposely putting out quackery to make us look look dumb. And it's only to lead you more deeper down this tray. Mm -hmm. It's only to, to, you know. So uh, this is the one video that, that I want to put, and I want to share with y'all because uh, a lot of us can, can end up wasting a lot of time trying to do some of this research. So you have to be very smart and know how to tread the space. So check this out. I used to have that kind of, you know, frame of mind back in the day. But what really helped me get out of that was when I realized that I have an inability to find the answers that I was looking for. You know, after a certain point, I realized that it was a waste of time. And that, that really allowed me to grow, you know, because me seeking those answers, uh, it was unnecessary. Yeah. So what do you think about that you're seeing that? Mm, I don't really know what he meant off of that. Okay, what I think he, he means is I have spent a lot of time in this researching basically ever since i was let's say i think it started when i was 17 18 i've been researching and there's a bunch of times that i spent looking at other religions or wasting my time like on aliens or life after death or just these questions that i feel there's no real answers unless you want to subscribe to a religion like andrew says they offer all of these answers or what you could consider as sugar coatings to what's really going on in life for example like death a lot of religions want to say that there is a life after death. And I don't know if I'm, I believe that a lot. I'm on the fence on that a lot. What do you think, Drew? Do you think there's life after death? Yeah, yeah, man, I, I certainly do. Um, do I think it? Yes. Do I believe in it? 
that requires 100% faith, you know, um, from, from what I've read about quantum mechanics, quantum physics, I mean, and obviously as an average dude, this only comes in the form of what I've read about in terms of articles, mostly online and books here and there, right? Barnes and Noble or wherever library is at. But I mean, I, I do believe our spirit or our soul lives forever once we die our our physical body decays but our soul our consciousness goes on to live forever and ever we are infinite beings we are eternal uh the question is where and how do we live mm -hmm. um but then again it seems utterly barbaric to me that we can just get out of this life with the joe free card mm -hmm. as if what we do on this life doesn't matter and we we all go on to live in peace or we all reincarnate to some other animal or to some other thing in life i come from uh i believe 100 percent and uh, and obviously since me and you are all about um knowing and exploring where our beliefs come from i do have to admit that maybe this belief comes from the way i was raised from my education right this idea that whenever we die, we do have to face judgment. Uh, maybe it might not come from the Christian God or whatever religion is out there, but I do believe that, that a higher authority, a higher power will judge me based off of how I lived my life on this earth. And so this life can't be a get out of prison free card. I do believe that I will have to answer according to how I treated other people, myself, and my actions here on earth. So that's what always trips me out. I, I start thinking that kind of stuff and I'm like, okay. But there's no science. Yeah, yeah but see, like, okay, I want to agree with you. And part of me wants to say, okay, what if you die and that it really is it? There is nothing after. But then a lot of quantum physics out there, a lot of articles, a lot of research out there does prove that for, for animals, yes, that is that. That How do you know? Entirely that. But why? why? Why do we consider that we have a soul and animals don't? Because of consciousness. Because animals don't. Are conscious. They are conscious, though. But, but animals don't know what they do. No, okay, that's the thing. Because I've seen a bunch of videos, and I saw one just a couple of days of this cat that saves a baby. There's this baby. The mom, I don't know where the mom went, but there's this baby just crawling around. And there's a cat there, right, of course. And the baby is like playing around the ledge. It's about to go over uh, mm -hmm. um, some stairs or over a ledge. It doesn't really show. Yeah. But this cat is looking at the baby, and then the baby looks like that little baby's gonna fall off. He's like crawling toward the edge. And the cat jumps and like grabs the baby and kind of like pulls it back. And it's kind of like staying in front of the baby, guarding that it doesn't keep going over the ledge. And I'm like, whoa, what the fuck is that? What is that cat thinking? What is that cat doing? What do you think? That, that cat knew. Obviously, what it was doing, yeah, that one hundred percent. That cat has feelings. That cat has. Um, um, I mean, if a cat gets pregnant, obviously that cat's gonna feel love towards its babies, right? And want to protect mm. them. Or you think that's love, or you think that's instinct? Uh, love and instinct. What do you mean by those? Like, do you two? think that that cat's really like, oh, I love my babies, I want them to be okay, or do you think it's biology and their genetic instincts? telling the cat that it has to protect it like there's no genuine love because i know i love so, my daughter so but instinct instinct that can be rational but love that can be the emotional side of things you know but but like for example love in and of itself it's a subjective concept to prove that you love somebody it's action right mm -hmm. know that you'll sacrifice die for them provide mm -hmm. for them go out of your way to be uncomfortable and put yourself in danger for them, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So love in, in and of itself it, it, is an emotional concept. It's rather subjective. But to prove the evidence of love is the reaction mm -hmm. to, to, put your, to, to go out of your way and, and uh, uh, safeguard somebody. So, um, I mean, that cat in and of itself, I mean, I can't really speak for it, but... Um, I mean, or like another thing that trips me out when there's, I've seen videos where there's animals caught in like a trap or, or they're caught up in a wire or they have some plastic wrapped around them. I've seen many, many. 
and then somebody comes to help and the animal kind of understands and it's like okay i'm going to remain still uh, the one in particular was i saw this wolf got caught in a bear claw trap you know what those are no. it's like those traps the the hunters lay out and it's like a it's a circle that has spikes in it and if an animal steps through it it'll close up and and okay okay you know what yeah. i'm talking about yeah okay one of those and a, a wolf had got caught in it no it was actually a cougar a cougar got caught in it and this guy comes up and it's like well like coming carefully and being like whoa chill out chill out i'm gonna help you and it's kind of like scared and worried but then the the cougar lays down and it lay it lets the guy help it and then it's after he helps it the cougar runs a little bit away and then he like looks back at the guy kind of like saying thanks to me that's the idea i got that the cougar was saying thank you for helping me and like things like that things like that make me think that man what is going on do you think these what are they thinking because of course animals don't know language they're thinking and feel no i don't know if they're feeling emotions or what i i think animals have uh, uh, feelings emotions but i don't think they have souls and, and spirits i don't think they go on to live forever like humans do so you don't believe it you don't subscribe to the idea of reincarnation no not at all and and, and and part of it be, uh, comes from from the idea that that all comes from the New Age movement. But no, that's an old Hindu idea. And, that's and, an ancient and, idea. And, but a, a lot of a, a lot of Hinduism, its roots come from from a New Age philosophy, though. There, are, there are a lot of similarities. Uh, like spiritualism but, and so forth. See, that's the thing I wrestle with because I've heard I haven't really investigated. I should that that some people actually say that there's a quote in the bible that attributes to reincarnation Let, let's look it up actually okay so right now we actually just looked it up and i couldn't find it but i swear i had heard somebody mention something about there's a verse in the bible that kind of gives credence to this idea but i i don't know it's a very interesting idea because you do see it prop out around different places in the world but yeah i'm always wrestling with this idea do is there like a christian heaven or like the Vikings, do you know what the Vikings believe? Mm -hmm. The Vikings believe in Valhalla. They believe that when they die, in order to go to Valhalla, you have to die in battle or like a, a certain type of death where you're accepted into Valhalla. And they believe that when they get to Valhalla, what happens is that they, in the daytime, they eat. No, how does it go? In the daytime, they all fight and kill each other every day. They're always killing each other and murdering each other. And in the evening, they regenerate and, and feast together in the great hall of Valhalla. Did you know that? No, no. So this is their idea of heaven, that you go to heaven and kill each other and come back together alive as one and then feast with that person. So there's these, all these different ideas of religion around the world, but I feel that because we've been raised and, and entrenched in this idea of the Christian idea that we go to a heaven, well, it's, well, it's, it's not necessarily... Um, heaven. What do you think it is? It's just that you know there, there, there is an afterlife. I mean, we do go on to live forever. With so, the same body, or are we just no, light? no, a, a different body. Uh, well, I mean, bodies. I don't know not anything about, but I do know our consciousness goes on goes on to live forever. Where here on Earth or a different place? Uh, a different no, not here on this Earth because on this Earth, on this matter, on this. 3D dimension of form. This is a, a matter form. This is 3D dimensions. But but we do go on to live in a, an astral plane, in, hmm. in a 4D dimensional plane, or, or or like even something above that, higher than that, in in heavenly places. But something like that, I don't think that we all that that we have control over. I, I think it's really up to whatever is the higher power that dictates where we live or not. Yeah, see, that's... Like, like I mean, I, I've... So we would have to... And, and the audience, they can Google it and do their own research about how there's articles about quantum mechanics and quantum physics that says that humans go on to live forever. We got a consciousness. We are infinite. We have spirits. But for animals, I mean, I've never read much about that. But then again, that's up to debate, right? Because we have to do research and we have to question things. But... So I Googled or I looked up on Duck, Duck Go, and uh, this is only one article. And mean one, if, if there's anything that you know about us, we are, we grasp whatever is on the face of the sun. So we don't, uh, we don't, 
we don't adhere to one side and and look on that view from that one side we go on all different perspectives mm-hmm. and we all you know dive in into grasping the full universal concept of i mean the ultimate truth right but this is an article from www. Uh, you forgot to study. say HTTPS and heavy <laughs> <laughs> calling backslash backslash. <laughs> it's uh, tools.com Do animals have souls? Um, when a pet dies, questions often come up like, do all dogs go to heaven? If you believe in Hollywood, all dogs go to heaven, which was a movie that came out in 1989. On a more serious note, the death of your pet, or any animal for that matter, may cause you to wonder if animals have souls. It's an interesting question, so let's see if we can find an answer. What is a soul? I will use a a human perspective. And who is I? Clarence L. Haynes, Jr. The writer. Yeah, the blogger. Um, On a more... uh, Yeah. So, as humans, we are comprised of three parts. Body, soul, and spirit. And as scripture exemplified this, but then again, guys, this guy is using scripture as like the ultimate grand truth. Yeah, yeah, right? that so, kind of bothers me when so, people say yeah, the Bible says, and they say yeah, that because exactly. the Bible says it, it's the truth. And and, and, and just like what, what I just said, guys, me and Juan, we're both about, you know, using... Um, different we, sources. Yeah, different sources. So, I mean, I mean, obviously, this is only one example. We gotta look at more articles, but in this podcast, we're just improvising, bro. Right? And just yeah. so uh, one example: May God Himself, the God of Peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Christ. Your body is your physical shell. It says uh, the blogger says, and your spirit is the part of you that allows you to con- connect and commune with God. Your soul is where your mind, will, and emotions live. I found a wonderful description of the soul from a Bible for America post that I want to share with you. Our soul is our personality, who we who we are. With our soul, we think, reason, consider, remember, and wonder. We experience emotions like happiness, love, sorrow, anger, relief, and compassion. And we're able to resolve, choose, and make decisions. Now let's apply this to animals. Do animals have souls? People will often use the term soul and spirit interchangeably, and how you use the word will determine how you answer the question, do animals have souls? If you are equating the soul with the spirit, then I would say that animals don't have souls. But they do have personalities. Exactly, and that's soul, but that's not spirit. That's why that, that's why that's why the blogger said if you are equating the soul to the spirit, hmm. then animals don't have souls. See, but like I hate when but people. But in this blogger's text, he's saying that those are both different. The soul and the spirit are different. Hmm. So our spirits or or whatever goes on to live forever, but our soul, in his context. And then again, guys, this is only in his context. Yeah, I always hate when people say there's three yeah. of this or four. Like when the yeah. when the hint, when the I mean the um, Buddhists say there's four main exactly. credences or or the or the I think the Middle Eastern guy That's says a hundred. There's a hundred and forty-four yeah. certain texts, or uh, they give a number to a thing. Like how do you know objectively yeah. that it's that many? That that comes from from your mind, right? But basically, I mean. But we could also argue that what he's saying is humans are comprised of three things, body, mind, and soul. I mean, that seems pretty, pretty correct. I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, I, I think mean, that for feels... one thing, he, he kind of lists a scripture from the Bible that's, that kind of backed that up. But I mean, it's only a textbook. But then again, I mean, we, could, we can't find anything else about the human experience except body, mind, body, soul, and spirit. Have you heard of this idea that this guy made an experiment and when people died, he weighed them. And right after death, he noticed that people weighed 21 grams left. Look that up. Uh, look up dead people 21 grams. I'll look it up here on my, on my. Okay, so I looked it up and this is the 21 grams experiment. I found it on Wikipedia. It says, the 21 gram experiment refers to a scientific study published in 1907 by Duncan McDougall. A physician from Harwell, Massachusetts, hypothesized that souls have a physical weight and attempted to measure the mass lost by a human when the soul departed the body. 
McDougall attempted to measure the mass change of six patients at the moment of death. One of the six subjects lost three quarters of an ounce, which is 21.3 grams. McDougall stated, stated his experiment would have to be repeated many times before any conclusion could be obtained. The experiment is widely regarded as flawed and unscientific due to the small sample size, the methods used, as well as the fact that only one of the six subjects make the hypothesis. So see, yeah, see, people try to explain this through rational scientific means, and I feel like they're always searching, 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 like we're talking about. We're looking for these answers that we're just going in circles like a dog trying to bite our tail. You never really get a satisfactory answer unless you want to go, like what you said, by faith. Faith alone is a thing that pushes. Well, no, 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 not faith. I mean, I mean, faith. Uh, faith is what causes visions and dreams to come true. But, but in order to to understand things, I don't think we'll probably ever quite have a one hundred percent revelation of things. But this is why life is a journey because we're 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 all continually trying to find things, and this is why. You, you have to look at everything under the face of the sun. Like, for example, this is only one experiment. Mm -hmm. And we don't know if this is experiments backed up by a lot of other scientists or, or a lot of other researchers. This is only an idea, a theory. Just like this blog post, this author is only one person. This person or blog post isn't a god, but this blog post of this person is attempting at his utmost capacity to use concrete evidence or science or common sense to back up his claims in, in order that we may be persuaded, right? I mean, like in this blog post, he said, when God created the animals on the earth, the sky and the sea, he spoke them into existence. He said, let there be and there was. However, notice the difference whenever he made man then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being, Genesis 2-7. Hopefully, you see the difference. Animals were formed by the word of God, and when he spoke, they were able to exist and operate in their full capacity. Man was formed by the hand of God, but it wasn't until God breathed life or spirit into man that he oh, became shit. a living being. This is the ident identifying marker between animals and humans. The true life in a human is their spirit. That is why when a person dies, their spirit departs and their body returns to the form it was in before God breathed oh, life into them. Damn. Because animals do not have spirits. I don't believe animals go to heaven when they die. Or, or in my words, animals just don't live forever. I mean, once they're dead, they're not conscious anymore. But there's been many experiences, many witnesses, many testimonies that a person has a near-death experience or they see their body flowing or like an astral projection or they have an afterlife experience and, and whatever. But we don't know if animals have that, right? Because, I mean, mm. uh, we, we can't communicate on animals with animals on the same form. So we don't know if animals have experienced the fact that they thought they were going to die or whatever. But, and again, and guys, this is only one blog post. This is his perspective. But he did, get a, he did do a pretty good job on outlining his perspective. But then again, um, what we're all about in this podcast, bro, we, we dig down tooth and nail. We try to find this perspective, that perspective, that perspective, this, you know. But I mean, see, you like, know, this is what I was talking about. This is why I put that little vi that video of that guy. It's like... You can spend a lot of time just trying to, like, suffice this one answer. And, like I said, you have to go by faith. Because I'll, I'll, I'll be wrestling with this idea out of my head. Like, the last time I did the solo podcast, I was talking about how I really believed in God and I really saw Him. But I think that that has a lot to do with the environment I was raised in. If I was mm -hmm. raised in India, I would be a Hindu or, or ha have a different idea. And I would wholeheartedly believe that and I would question the Christian idea and be like, why do they believe that? So it's just like, you can waste a lot of time doing this. So, so that's why I want to say for this episode. And then again, that's why it's all about using rational, logical thinking. Like, I mean, in other words, regardless, regardless of your views and beliefs, and in our religion, all of that can be distinguished if you resort to rational, logical views. But then again, 
we can argue that the Bible, who is it written by? In this guy's context, the author, he's saying that the Bible, let there be animals or light, whatever. He's saying that the Bible was written by God. Right? right? We're saying that who knows who wrote the Bible? Mm -hmm. Maybe they, maybe mm -hmm. another man with a finite mind, just like me and uh, you and I, bro, we came up with that. So yeah. that's why on this podcast, guys, we're all about research. Research and me and Juan, the other guys, we never come to a lot to a conclusion we're all about doing research mm -hmm. and then you know we want you guys to challenge our views and to question us and to give us your thoughts your advice your opinions and so forth yeah true if y'all want you know send me a message like yeah. i said on my last podcast I, right now that we have the chance and we're small we want to be able to, to talk to anyone who wants to, to to discuss about these things but like i said again you can go around in circles yeah you your can. whole life thinking about is there life after death and, you know, I, I jump around this topic a lot. Uh, sometimes I'll be like, yeah, definitely there's life after death. And sometimes I'm like, man, what if there's not? But, but then again, you know, I have to look at all the evidence that all the cultures around the world have come up with. And they say that there is, that, that you, you will be judged after. But, but again, other religions say there's reincarnation. But for, again, for reincarnation to exist, you are judged and you come back depending on the things that you did in this life. So... So I guess what I'm trying to say is in all these different religions, there is that idea that you are judged and the things that you do in this life do matter. So off of that alone, I try to live my life in a way that is moral and I try to do the right thing. I try to be kind. And, mm -hmm. and I am an asshole sometimes. A lot. I, I love to be an asshole sometimes. But, you know, you have to come from this view of, yes, the things that I do do matter and I have to behave in a certain way. And I feel a lot of that has been lost in people. They don't have any real compass in their life to, to push them toward that, that way. And that's why I created this podcast and my Instagram. Not to say that I'm the compass, but, but from my experience and from my exploration, it has pointed me to the fact that you have to know who you really are, get in touch with who you really are, and then improve yourself. And then from there, find the other people who are similar. And like me and Drew, we found each other. And now we're discussing these ideas. Mm -hmm. And we have somebody we can, you know, put ideas on. And they mix it up with what they've experienced in their life. And we can come to sign of sort of agreeable consensus that, yeah. that gives us a better... Because it's, it's not the answer. It's not ever a satisfaction. It's a better, a, a clearer path. Mm -hmm. I guess you know? so, yeah. You, you remove some of the smoke yeah. and mirrors. Because, you know, a, a lot of times I send one stuff. And, and one, you know... He'll either send me sources to, to, to contradict what I'm saying or to also agree with it. Like, hey, bro, you know, don't include that on our podcast because, you know, we would fact check each other. And that's what it's all about, looking out for each other and, and doing, uh, looking over our research. And, and um, sometimes we're wrong. Sometimes we're right. Sometimes uh, we're each other's backbone. Sometimes we, no, hey, bro, don't include that. That's wrong. Um, like again, I mean, we all have finite minds, so it's all about, this is all our journey, it's all about having the mentality that no matter how much we learn, no matter where we're at in life, we're always going to be a student of this philosophy. We're not a master or we're always going to be a student of this mm -hmm. thing that we're uh, true, trying true. to learn. True, I, I totally agree with that. And while you were saying that, I was, I was thinking about, hold on, what the fuck was I thinking? I can't remember what I was thinking, but yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Yeah, we're always students, and I, I don't think you ever graduate. And maybe the point of graduation is when you die, and then you become mm -hmm. judged, and then everything kind of gets summed up to to what did you do in this life. And I, whenever I start thinking about that stuff, I I think about this Egyptian idea. The Egyptians believe. I think I've already mentioned it, but I'll mention it again. The Egyptians believe that when you die. You go into the underworld and you you come across these these gods and it's called the ceremony of the weighing of the heart and what they do is they take your heart another really interesting thing is the egyptians when they mummified the the people they took out all the organs the, the stomach the liver the lungs the they even took the brain out because the egyptian and they left the heart in the heart they left that inside because the Egyptians believed that's where consciousness resides and that's where your spirit is. And they thought the brain was just a tool to, to, to navigate the world, but the heart is the one that's the real 
the real brain of the body. So they would leave the heart in the body when they mummified people because they believed like when they died, they, were, they went through that ceremony and they took their heart and they put it on these balancing scales and they put your heart and on the other was the feather of truth. This was the feather of morality and the right way to live. And they, they measured it to see if your heart was in balance with the way that you should be living. And people whose heart was too heavy or yeah, that was too heavy or too, too light, you did not get access to the afterlife. But if your heart was in line and in balance with the way that you should live life, you were granted afterlife. So little things like that, the Egyptians were, think about that, a civilization that lasted 3,000 or more years. America is barely 200 years old. Imagine the kind of ideas and the kind of information you would, you would gather and get from a civilization that existed for thousands of years. You know, at, at first it becomes about establishing the civilization, making sure you have food, making sure you're protected and safe. But after that comes the real work, like thinking. You enter the realm of ideas. You have time to think about what is this life and what are we doing here? I, I imagine in my head a lot, Egyptians, like being at the pinnacle of their civilization, they had acquired perfect agriculture. They, they were safe. They were like the leaders of, of, of Africa and the world. They were a super strong nation. So once you have that settled and you're safe, like I said, you have that time to really reminisce and start thinking and probing the unknown, you know, like death, what comes after death. Ex start exploring that. And I don't know how they would have do done it, but I, I feel, part of me feels that I'm sure they were also doing psychedelics because they, they, they were doing lotus. They were smoking the lotus plant, which is known to cause slight euphoria. It's kind of like weed, but not as powerful. But there's a lot about these ideas how ancient cultures were doing drugs, trying to experiment or or see that other side, but then again, people say, well, these are just drugs and chemicals. Of course, you're gonna see weird and strange ideas, yeah. but, the, but the crazy thing is that the ideas are so common and a lot of people talk about the similar thing. When common how? Like a bunch of people say that when they're under psychedelics or drugs, they come to this realization that we're all connected and we're all one and everything is a part of source. Well then, that's probably because they're on psychedelics, they're on they're, they're all meditated. But then quantum mechanics, quantum physics does prove that we are interconnected. Mm -hmm. We're all made of the same stardust, uh, same energy from, from star substance, you know. But, I mean, then again, from, 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 from ancient Egypt mythology, I mean, we, uh, they, they, they worship the, the eye of Ra, the, this, the, the, the god of Osiris, the god of Horus. And do you think this is a false doctrine or? Yes, because, because this is exactly the symbol that's depicted on, like, like, like literally every, lots of movies, mainstream media, TV series, and even in the back of the dollar bill, you see that symbol of the, the all-seen eye of Osiris, the mm -hmm. all-seen eye of Ra, the all-seen eye, eye of Lucifer. So what does it mean? We don't know yet, but if we were like to do more research, I mean, I think anybody in some sort of correct sense would say, what good nature would supplement in the background of movies and TV series and music videos, the Austin Eye of Raw. And we all, know, we all know how the subconscious mind works. What you see in the background does subliminally affect you so why would they want to subliminally affect us unless it was some type of sinister propaganda True. Yeah. if it was correct then they why not just show it to us in, in, in the in open broad daylight mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. then again in the back of the dollar bill we have novus ordo seclorum new order of the ages annual equeptus he approves of our undertakings and we also have in god we trust he approves of our undertakings and in God we trust. That he and that God, I believe, are both are both synonymous. So we have to question who is that God, who is the he and that God? Because they're both synonymous. They both mean the same thing. They can't represent two different deities. So who or what are they ultimately talking about? 
Well, obviously, it, it can't be the Christian biblical God. It can't be a good God. Because it's working in secrecy. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Oh, yeah, that's really fascinating. I, I, see, that's the thing. When you start thinking these things, yeah, that Christ, that Egyptian idea is very beautiful. But like that, when Drew starts saying that stuff, it brings me back. It reels me back in, and it reminds me, yeah, this is the, the Luciferian doctrine. It sounds beautiful. It is very appealing, and people want to subscribe to it. Like that meme we talked about, the unpleasant truths. What if, this is another idea I have, what if Lucifer or these fallen angels went around the world deceiving people, creating these false religions, these false ideas and doctrines to fool the masses, to get to, to see another different alternative way opposed to the Christian ideal. You have the Egyptian theory, the Aztecs. The, the Aztecs were really brutal. They would, they would sacrifice children to their gods. They thought that that's what the gods wanted. So that's fucking terrible. What God wants you to kill babies. You have um, just different ideas around the world that points to a different God. And again, when I start talking like this, I feel like Rick, like uh, that movie, The Water Boy, his mom's always saying, it's the devil, Bobby, everything's the devil. But, you know, sometimes it seems like that's probably what is exactly going on. And, and that too, that too, that can be discrediting towards people who are, um, I mean, obviously not everything is the devil, but something like that, I mean, that could trigger people to to discredit somebody who, who's obviously um, uh, waking up to the world because in some type of literary sense, I mean, uh, we all know who the God of this world is. Uh, didn't Bob Dylan say something like that in that interview? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, what do you say? Um, Let, let's uh, look it up. Let's yeah, look it up. Yeah, because I sold my... All right, so I looked it up. This is the uh, interview by Bob Dylan. He's been interviewed on CBS. I think it's a 60 Minutes little thing. But they're asking him about, about his life and why he does it, what he does. So check out what he says. His songs, you know, you're still on tour. I do, but I don't take it for granted. Why do you still do it? Why are you still out here? Well, it goes back to the destiny thing. I, mean, I made a bargain with it, you know, a long time ago. And I'm... Holding up my hand. What was your bargain? To get where um, I am now. Sh should I ask who you made the bargain with? <laughs> with, 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 you know, with the chief, uh, chief commander. On this earth? And <laughs> this earth, and then, uh, and then in a world we can't see. So how fucking weird is that? Bob Dylan, one of the biggest fucking artists, talking about how he made a deal with somebody to get to where he is. And then he's talking about somebody of the world that you don't see. What kind of stuff is this? This is kind of very reminiscent to that idea that me and Drew hold that a bunch of celebrities sold their souls to get to where they're at. Yeah, and guys, I mean, all you have to do is type in the correct keywords to have more concise results. And you'll see many testimonies, many people, many global icons admitting to this fact that they somehow compromise their soul for fame and fortune mm -hmm. in order to have a global platform um, to reach audiences and to have their music, movies, or, or status, or... Paintings, drawings, their, anything. Yeah, whatever heard around the world. You know, um, this isn't uh, a theory. This is... All it really takes is an open mind and... Uh, some critical thinking and the computer Type in the correct keywords and, and you'll come across many interviews where people say that out in broad daylight yeah go use Doug Doug another thing I forgot to mention on my last episode where uh, I was giving you documentaries to go check out use Doug Doug go to find these because if you use Google to search for things it's gonna censor so much shit I've done experiments where I do the same search phrases on both DuckDuckGo and Google, and they give me totally different answers. And you can see that Google is for sure censoring the truth. But go to DuckDuckGo and search for these videos called They Sold Their Souls for, I think it's They Sold Their Souls for Rock and Roll or something like that. Type in celebrities, sold their souls. And look at all the videos, and you'll see so much proof of Beyonce, Jay-Z, so many big artists that you know their names. They just admit that. Yeah, bro. they just tell you. It's, it's as if, like, the audience is a little bit numb or dumbed down, and they kind of disregard it as a joke or art or theory that they just laugh it off. But they're really telling you that in broad daylight. 
And we could also argue, hey, are they trying to warn us, or like, are they, are they just trying to just be some type of manipulative um, tool, you know, to, I mean. Yeah, I'm gonna look for some up right now. Give me a second. Okay, I, I found it. So use DuckDuckGo and search for Sold Their Souls for Fame. And for me, it's the second result. It's called uh, Hollywood Stars Admit They Sold Their Souls for Fame. This is Lady Gaga. She's on a Jimmy Kimmel Live. Yeah, well, sometimes they don't want to, and they're, you know, Gaga, we can't get, you know, the, the frequency's weird, and, you know, it's sounding a little bit strange, and I'm like, if you don't get this right now, I swear to Lucifer, I'm gonna, you know, I get a little bit mad. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, bro. This one right here, bro, like, pause it. And, Throughout uh, history, there have been numerous... Just check this out, because this is one of the videos I posted. Listen to this, um, Samples of dictators and political leaders that would stop at nothing to achieve absolute power, money, and notoriety. In the modern world, music and movie stars are often more recognizable globally than many world leaders. Uh, to be a superstar is to achieve the pinnacle. And, and again, guys, we so why right now is playing this video, but also what I was referring to this whole concept of the all-seeing eye being ever-present in movies, music, and, and television series. You also see global icons like all over the damn world symbolizing one eye, one all-seeing eye. I mean, you, you see that like every goddamn everywhere, and it's not fashion, it's not uh, trendy, it's not sexy. Um, one has to question why they're doing that. Why in a lot of front um, music uh, covers, like like for albums and stuff, people just pose. A lot of music artists just pose with one eye as if it's a fashion or it's trendy. Uh, but anyways, uh, go there. Okay. Fame and fortune. In their struggle to break out into the mainstream, many will try anything, including Satan worship or selling their souls to the devil to achieve success. There have been numerous times this secret of the rich and famous leaked out into the public domain. The most notable were the Charles Manson murders of the 1960s. The truth is, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't he exist. exist. Yeah. You may not believe it's real, but those in Hollywood do, and they practice it. Now hear it in their own words. This was the third temptation of Christ after he had uh, renounced the economics of uh, turn the stones into bread and the politics of worship me and you can rule the world, Satan. People don't speak about that very but uh, you know how to become a political champion by worshiping Satan. I mean, it tells you that right in the text. Uh, after having transcended economics and politics, oh, would Jesus be just so light so the devil tips him up onto the tower of Herod's, pal Herod's uh, palace and says, Oh, you're so ethereal. Just cast yourself down, and God will bear you up. And Jesus says, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. That's the sense of temperance. Don't go up like a balloon. Stay on the ground. And, and, and again, guys, this is the voice of Joseph Campbell, uh, one of the directors of Star Wars. And this guy even said himself, yeah, uh, a few seconds ago, that the, the Lord of this world, or, or the God of this world, Satan, and, and even Star Wars, uh, uh, this guy even talked about in, in an interview how he wants his movies in Star Wars to push the new age propaganda, the the force the force be with you. Really? And, Who said that? The director? Yeah, yeah Joseph Campbell in in, in in an interview. No, George Lucas made Star Wars. Uh, this is this is the guy right here. Uh, no, he didn't write this video. Look, look. It, it said Play, what? Uh, I already skipped it because I want to show this other part. Yeah, well, a few seconds on that video, it was saying that this guy was the uh, director, the creator of the ideas behind Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, okay. And most other hero. But yeah, George Lucas. Yeah, yeah, I remember him too. But um, yeah, I mean, this is another. Okay, this is Melissa Ford, like on 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 the set of some fashion like show model, or something. Yeah. A lot about her, and so they told me, you know, who she was and what she was doing, and. I come from the school of thought. There's just there's just some things that the that the that the public just shouldn't know. You know what I'm saying? Like things that happen between two people, a wife and a husband, girl. Uh, I just don't think that it's for mass consumption. I just have always felt that way, and I just think that the whole idea of celebrity and fame has become really convoluted and you know kind of bastardized. Like whereas fame used to be the byproduct of success, 
and now it's the ultimate goal. And you, if your if your ultimate goal is to be famous, then you're gonna do a lot to do, to get there. Like sign your name in blood in a contract with the devil. Like you're gonna end up in a, on a one way street and it's going nowhere. Like that's just the truth. I've seen I've seen so many people like forsake their 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 moral code and their value systems just for a little bit of fame, and it's it's not worth it at the end of the day. It's really not worth it. Why do you still do it? Why are you still? And this is the Bob Dylan well, one. Let's, let's fast forward. Find his roots, you know. Uh, and, uh, and this this one coming up next is Jack Black and he's a little bit funny but he's a little bit out there but but he really just brings out the devil in, in the in the forefront he's on like on a major talk show well you know there's a rich history of the devil in rock and roll because we back to like Elvis was uh, was everyone said he's playing the devil's music uh, and uh, what was that great song the devil went down to Joe Joe oh, Charlie Daniels, Charlie Daniels he, he had some devil in there and, and it goes even back to before that it was Robert Johnson right and uh, you, you can find his roots you know way back to the beginning of rock and, and so you know had, had we sold our soul to the devil uh, how else can you explain this thing here? On the <laughs> <laughs> Sasha is my auntie. And, and, and what, what I think is sometimes whenever they talk like that, it's kind of in a... They do it in a humorous yeah, way. To, to like... Throw to you like off. Discredit mm -hmm. you and to, to like just throw it off. Like, no, this is our dumb concept. Everybody laugh at it. It's not really real. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. They do do that. Okay, and this is Beyonce right here. And when people see me, sometimes I think that... When they meet me and they speak with me, they're expecting Sasha. And um, I'm really... Sasha is her alter ego. She yeah. says that this is the person she becomes when she's on stage or recording music. She becomes somebody else. Kind of shy and not really shy, but more reserved and um, nothing like Sasha. But I guess I wouldn't be very entertaining on the stage. So Sasha comes out <laughs> and she's fearless. You know, she can she can do things that I cannot do when I'm in rehearsal. I mean, I can try, but then it just doesn't happen. I can sing notes and sing strong and do all these things that when I'm just by myself, I can't do. And I remember right before I performed, I raised my hands up. And it was kind of the first time I, I felt something else come into me. And I knew that was going to be my coming out night for the BT Awards. <laughs> You know, and like um, people talking about like spirits entering in them to like have a better performance in movies or playing guitar, mm -hmm. so forth. And a, a bunch of people want to say that this is the muse or that spirit that gives you that creative spirit. Yeah. But it's nah, a man. Thing. Yeah, that's a, that's what nah. they say. But no, I think yeah. Sometimes I do get into the school of thought. If what are these are demons or, or fallen angels coming inside of you, giving you these abilities? You know. Not only do artists say that, but uh, sports players, sometimes they say that they we're on the field, they're in the zone where they're not really thinking. They're just, they're just letting something else come through them and helping them do these extra, extraordinary feats that, that normal people can do, like jumping super high or running for, for extra distances, stuff like this, you know. But, but like I said, y'all go look for it yourselves. There's mm -hmm. so many proofs of people in the mainstream saying that there's something else behind them that's giving them this push to, to become rich and famous. And hey bro, what was the link to that video? Chris is uh, I, I shared it, I already closed oh, it off. It's oh, called, yeah. uh, they sold their souls for, uh, for fame or something like that. Um, I'll put it in the show notes, I'll add it, but y'all yeah. go look for yourselves. Don't, don't listen to what me and Drew are saying. Go and listen from the celebrities' voices themselves. Talk about how there's something else giving them this push to become great. And just like what one of the narrators said in the beginning of that video, I mean, whether we believe in this or not, the, the fact of the matter is, is that people in power, um, people in power of, of influence and, and people in power of, of, of uh, political dictatorship, these people believe in this type of stuff. Mm -hmm. These people believe in this chief commander of this unseen world. These people, you know, they're involved in this type of stuff. And so um, it, it makes you ponder why, it makes you question their motives behind their, their, their executive orders or, or behind what type of movements or what type of ideologies, what type of things they try to bring out into the mainstream. If it's whether, if it's for our own good or if there's more of a sinister motive behind it. 
Yeah, but well, we're coming close to the end, guys, and we're actually gonna go to a party next door. Our, our homeboy is gonna have. A, we're gonna be listening to some badass Led Zeppelin again, some brainwashing music. It's oh, gonna be beautiful. Yeah, he told us to come over, so we're gonna go chill over there. But I hope you like this one and, and send us an email. Or uh, another thing, I'm gonna end every episode is when you're listening to this rate. Rate this show Give us a five star And say whatever you want to say Say this show sucks Y'all are a bunch of losers And I'll read it But just give us a five star rating Or ask us a question Or you can email us at Bricksinthewallpodcast At gmail It's all one word And and guys We're always open to advice To opinions To to, And and even corrections Because we're all students in this We're Mm -hmm. always open to things That you want us to talk about And and we're really all in this together. All we can do yeah. is share information and our ideas and try to come up to a, to a different perspective. Not a different perspective, but a more sure way of, of traversing this, this world and all the unknowns. But um, our buddy Chris just got here and we're about to end. So uh, uh, I hope you like our show. Go around, Chris. Go around. Go around. Go around, bro. Um, uh, yeah, I hope y'all y'all like this show and shoot uh, hit us a message or things you want to hear or th- ideas you want to share with us. And um, I'm gonna end on this song. I don't. It doesn't relate to this topic, but I've been jamming to this song a lot. It's I've been really jamming to it, and I'm gonna share it with y'all. This is. Let me look up the artist real quick. Uh, this is the song. The name of the song is Black Rain, and it's by wow. B- Black Rain, and it's by Rye. Let me spell it. R H Y E, and again, it doesn't have anything to do with the with this podcast, but it's just a song that bangs. So I'm gonna play it for y'all. So thank you for listening, guys, and stick with us. Chris just got here, and we'll see what he has to say. And uh, good evening, good morning, or good night. Peace.
Peace.